Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, your host. Thanks so much for joining us here on the pod. We've got a special guest today, Fred Zolik. He is spokesperson for Let Kids Learn for an organization that we've been following quite a bit now. Let Kids Learn, getting kids back into the classrooms without math. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Fred, good morning to you. How are you? So good. It's a nice start to the day. Well, great to be with you. Tell us a little bit about your company strategy. You work spokesperson for Let Kids Learn. Tell us a little bit about strategy work. Now we work on and this is one that's very important to us is giving parents more choices and more options for their kids to learn. I mean, nobody cares more about. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Let Kids Learn movement. Experience with a group like this, there was an organization called Let Them Play. And I had last year, who the year before last, who, who was a football player, got quite involved with that, that organization's state capital. I believe that that movement played a big part in the Michigan high school application, as well as uh, state and local officials letting kids sports. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Let Kids Learn movement, what it is. Before and- I, what your experience is really interesting because there was this catalyst, you know, the unexpected things situation and parents learned a lot. They learned how their kids were learning. They learned what to And one of the interesting takeaways for a lot of parents is they found out that their son only got good school because it was important to the coach. Not because it was important to mom or dad, but the athletic insanely important light role in the life of a lot of young kids. And that they performed and they paid attention to the homework and they showed up in class every day so that they didn't make the coach angry. Yeah. And when that was taken away from them and what the repercussions were in their life. Yeah. And Fred, to take that a step further, when you play movement, the kids didn't want to let their coaches down. But in many instances, I know case here in my area with the Lansing School District where they cancel sports for the year, a lot only went to school because of sports, exactly. only went to the classroom because of sports and only went to to schools where they got some kids got regular meals. So sports goes way beyond what we're feeling on the court. And we had no idea, really. I mean, kind of had a suspicion that some things are more, more important to kids than others. Uh, we actually had no idea how, how important the coach was in the, the life of men. Fred, that kind of meant a lot for me personally. I don't mean to cut you off, but you're you're really touching on something I think is important. I come from a single parent, so my uh, my mom was in the home. So those coaches were my male figures, other figures. So I, I really what you're saying. And while all that was going on, parents got a real eyeful of, of what and how their kids were learning or not throughout the whole pandemic. And one of the takeaways that a lot of parents had, you know, if you had two different kids at home or three or more, what you learned was learns different subjects, different ways. And you as a parent had a really hard time managing it. But imagine the impossibility, the sheer impossibility of a teacher teaching 20 ways in a classroom of 30. So it's not surprising that, you know, maybe your son did really and history and geography and social studies, but he just struggled with algebra. Well, let my kids learn tells us is that we can reprograms that allow parents 
to backstop some of these weak spots. Maybe what you're is just a little bit of tutoring that's customized to him for algebra and the rest of the public school system works fine. For us, you know, homeschooling is what worked best. And again, here we learned that maybe parents have some too, right? Maybe the parent is really good at reading in history, but struggles with geometry because they don't remember literally from their own high school. So maybe let my kids learn the resources from these scholarships a parent to buy a geometry curriculum so that their kid gets world-class learning in geometry themselves and, and retake all of those classes. This is about options. And what parents learned in the lands was the more options and the more choices that my kids have available to them, the better they'll do. So give me the gist, uh, uh, the origin of Let Kids Learn and, and what the movement is about at now and, and where we are with it. Well, the legislation that we're supporting has actually passed and was vetoed by Governor Whitmer. This would set up a student opportunity scholarship funded by tax credits. You know, an individual could contribute to these scholarship granting organizations, and a parent could get a scholarship for $10,000 if they're eligible that they can use on any sort of learning expense. Now, maybe that looks like a private school tuition in some cases. Maybe it's homeschool curriculum. Writing use cases will be career-oriented. If Let's say your daughter wants to become a hairstylist while still high school, she could buy all of the tools she needs, those clippings of gear, and then go to beauty school and be career ready day one. Your son be a carpenter. Maybe that's how he's going to work his way through college is, is, is working on construction sites. He could go buy all student opportunity scholarship and enter an apprenticeship program with the carpenters union. These are these choices. I think we'll be amazed what happens when we give these toolboxes to parents and help your kids learn. We're talking with Fred Zolik, who is the Let Kids Learn Movement spokesperson. When we come back, we're going to talk about the parents' role in their children's education. We'll do that next here on Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Something to grow, it takes time, like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit, because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm talking with Fred Zolik, spokesperson for Let Kids Learn. It's uh, a movement. So what was the genesis behind Let My Kids Learn? You know, what's who start? Well, I mean, the, the, this legislation has passed already. And then the governor said, no, we can't allow any new choices for any child anywhere. So we began a petition drive, an initiative petition that would put this legislation in front of the legislature to pass one. Once again, governor can't veto, and it could become law at the end of this year. So why did the governor veto? You know, there's some people who think public education, in air quotes, means things, but not those buildings. This payroll, none of those people, because they pay dues, and these other guys don't, and they care more about the system of public education 
Where do parents go wrong when they think about education? Because, for example, I know that education works. That seems to be a lot of the challenges. But there are a lot, a lot of people education is the way to go. And that's the only place that education tax dollars should go. We're starting to see kind of a back to that very concept. I mean, Tuesday, voters in San Francisco, of all places, recalled three members of the they simply wouldn't listen to parents anymore. And they were more busy renaming schools than reopening schools. One thing parents have heard and learned, and they've shared these experiences with each other on social media, is that all too often the schools and the teachers and the administrators and the politicians, your concerns and your questions are illegitimate and that you should just leave it to the professionals. We've And now sit down and shut up. And maybe that's not the impression public education wants. That's the message a lot of parents take away. And if you've got any concerns about the curriculum or the manner of teaching or even how they schedule you know, classes, then you're just not being cooperative. You're not schools and you're a part of the problem. And everybody's fed up with that. I mean, we, we know what public education looks like these last two years. And a lot of people came away disappointed. A proposal that was passed by the Michigan House and Senate, but vetoed by the government, which would have given access to funding for kids for education. And Fred, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about public education and the movement, if you will, where shunned or told that they they really didn't have a part of their children's education, which seems just like a crazy notion. I've learned a lot about this, not only from but my wife is on a local school board. And it's just mind blowing to me how they want to take your kid and my kid and teach them the way that they allow us to have a voice in that. You know, I guess the public education system in America began, you know, a town would build a one-room schoolhouse and then the parents would get together and join. And the idea that that teacher wasn't accountable to the parents would have been news to them. Today, obviously, everything's scaled bigger and it gets more complicated. And obviously, no teacher can plead because some will just have 180 degree opposite opinions on everything. So I get it that you know, you, you fingers and just whim your way into change in public education. But to be told is treat problem for raising legitimate concerns is really kind of mind-blowing to a lot of parents. There's objections to the curriculum that some people are forcing down the throats of kids. I don't think really teach every kid that every part of American history is perfect, but let's start with teaching them the founding entry, right? Maybe later when they're more mature, we can teach them the instances in American history where we've those ideals and we've, you know, let ourselves down. But let's start with the basics. Here's one. Here's a few big ideas. Yeah, one of the things that I think disappoints the years is when they change the way things are taught for no apparent reason, and now they're taken out of the game when it comes to homework. Right? If you were taught to sound out words as a as a and when you were in school, and now they're teaching, you know, everything about reading tension and all of that differently. Now, all of a sudden, you can't even help your kids with their home. The way they teach math today may actually be a brilliant innovation, but there's going to be your gap here where literally no parent can understand their kids' homework. And we're going to be frustrated by that. And if you go on to the schools, you know, there's no, there's nothing that teaches you how to learn. And of course, then the parent, the, the schools, their excuse for everything is, well, in their kids' education, 
but then they make it harder to be involved in your kid's education. What they want you to do is they want you to show up at meetings and to contribute money to buy books in the library and then otherwise be quiet. And a lot of parents are now saying, no, that's not good enough for me anymore. I did that for years. It didn't work really well. And now I want it different. You're going to listen. The media aspect of this, I think that we in the media as an entity, not all of us, but as an entity kind of sided with that wokeism, as you will. And I think where where those folks went wrong, take moms and dads and you start insulting them and they don't have the right to help their kids in, in, in their education, that was a battle they were going to lose. Well, and, and then you, you, you kind of come home and start lecturing you too, right? I mean, most kids know more about recycling than they and maybe in, in a practical sense that that's useful, but you know, it'd be nice if our kids knew about why our country was founded and how, and the processes the founding fathers set up to govern the country. It seems like they come away with ideas about you know how, how the culture operates, come across with the basic learning of times tables, and you know they can't make change. And if you've read anything posted on social media by a 15-year-old lately, is if they stopped teaching grammar like eight years ago and just like forgot to tell anybody that we weren't going to do that. You know, employers complain bitterly that kids come out of you know 12 years of without any reading or writing skills, and they can't make change at a cash register unless the cash register does it for basic things that all of us did as humans for a really long time. And now we stop doing them and kids come out of spending 10 grand a year for 12 years on a kid's education. We come back to Fred uh, about how the media has covered Let Kids Learn, how the media has, has chin in general. We'll do that next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Fred Zolik, who is the spokesperson for Let Kids Learn. It's a movement that had a had petition for a, the House and the Senate to get kids funding during these COVID challenges. So in regards to this, do you think kids learn the focus, get back on reading, writing, arithmetic? I can be, be a, a cool thing if, if they had a class every year on how to balance your book, how to pay your bills, how to take care of your home, things like that, that will be practical when, when we get out and when our kids get out in the real world. Yeah, that sort of life readiness will come in much more handy than recycling. I mean, understanding consumer or finance don't get taken with some credit card offer like you get you know 18% interest might sound what the right answer is right so kids come out and they get loaded up with debt way too quickly something that parents can drive if your child subject get them help in that subject and we can help you get them that help with these resources Fred Zolik, who is the spokesperson for Let Them Kids Learn. It's a movement trying to get more funding for kids and, and learning in this COVID world that we education. The governor vetoed that. And we wanted to talk with Fred a little bit about, Fred, how did the media let kids learn? 
the media so far has largely covered the of the 2000 vouchers. And let's be honest, I mean, a lot of these student opportunity scholarships will pay for private schools if that's what parents decide is best for their kids. But the range of use goes so far beyond that. I think five years from now, after this passes, we'll talk at all the different ways parents are availing themselves of these opportunities. After school tutoring in a subject where, you know, the son or daughter is weak, it might mean readiness. They might be training for a specific career while still in high school so that they're job ready the day they... It might mean, you know, for some parents, you know, Zoom is unaffordable. I mean, literally just getting the bandwidth into their home for their, skid, their kids to remote learn is a struggle and they'll be able to pay for it. It might mean a homeschool parent buying some curriculum that their children can use and really, like, you know, maybe their kid really wants to become a chemist, but the parent doesn't know anything about chemistry at all. You know, literally leading edge chemistry curriculum, and your children can learn that a couple hours a day. I mean, there's so many different ways that these student opportunities will be available. Parents will be eligible up to around 100000 in income, each child or a foster child. Those are all eligible. Some kids need more attention than others, and this will allow unlock those sort of opportunities. A lot of kids came out of the COVID shutdowns having not availed them any of the special education that is available through the schools. That may mean speech pathology. It might some occupational therapy. For good or for ill, almost all of the are available to parents for special needs children were sent through the schools. And so when the schools closed, all of those services completely went away. You would have thought that that made sense. Eventually, they would have figured out how to deliver some of these services to special needs kids. And all of those sorts of therapies are available under these education opportunity scholarships too. So it's something completely different from the parent to your left than it means to the parent to the right. And that's that's what choice. Fred, uh, as you know, here in Michigan, education is big business. It's very political. What have you learned going through this process? <laughs> yeah, to all of the learnings, but it is. I mean, people are so wrapped around the idea that education system has to mean one set of buildings, one set of employees, and one set of unions. And if any money outside of that system, it's illegitimate. And that somebody's profiteering or something evil, somebody's doing getting away with something they shouldn't. And what we know is that the current system isn't working very well for very many kids. If you look at the bigger cities in Michigan, their education terrible. Their dropout rates are sky high. There's a higher percentage of students dropping out than there are competence in math. And so why wouldn't you provide more options? Options don't have to look the same for everybody. We know that one size fits all education doesn't even work in a family. That those two kids are different enough that they need different options. Why would we think it works? or an entire county, or an entire state, when we know it doesn't even work in our own homes. Fred, what can I do? What what can we in the media do to cover education better in this? I think we should talk less to school superintendents and talk Parents know more about their kids' education today than they have at any point in just because of what we've gone through in the last 18 to 24 months. They saw how they spent more time interacting with their kids and their education than it ever before. I mean, really, for any of us who've homeschooled your, your children for some period of time, it's more of how and what they learn in the last two years than you ever had before. And so we're about these subjects and have higher expectations than they've had in the past. And so reporters shouldn't just superintendent and get the talking points that come from the establishment. 
they've got budgets, they've got unfunded pension funds, and they've got a lot of things on their mind. But parents only have one thing on their mind, and that's what their kids are learning and what kind of future that's going to mean for them. And that's what public education is about. It's about educating the public. It's not about building up systems and structures and you know pensions. It's just how do we get these kids to learn? And it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. We know that for sure. For you, Fred, what would you say to Governor Whitmer as well as uh, union officials when it comes to let kids learn? have to just get out of the way that we've tried it there. In 2000, they convinced Michigan and very reject the idea of vouchers to reject the idea of giving parents more choices. And so we have to ask ourselves better today than they were in 2000, or are they worse? And in every meaningful way, you can measure more and deliver less than they did in the year 2000. And I know Governor Whitmer is you know, EA and vice versa. And she needs to get out of the way as well. And parents are going to take charge. Virginia, they kicked, uh, they you know turned the tide of the governor's race there. Parents in San Francisco is enough to their school board. Uh, you can either get out of the way of this movement or get run over by it. We've been talking with Fred Zolek, the spokesperson for Let Kids Learn. Uh, Fred, I appreciate your time so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.